0: episode of the Keenan Yoga Podcast is sponsored by Moments, the booking system we've been using for the last year, and we highly recommend it. So, if you're a teacher still saying DM me for the link and not sure who's paying, or you're a studio looking for a more affordable and modern booking system, Moments is a booking system for you. It's a system for online, in person, and hybrid classes. Of, and it offers events with packages to fit anyone from a self-employed teacher up to a multi-site studio. Moments is a one-stop shop booking system really, and it integrates easily with Zoom and payment systems such as PayPal, Stripe, etc. It literally takes care of the whole business side for you. It automatically sends Zoom links to all class si- sign-ups, it allows you to set different classes, courses, retreats, and etc, and it manages memberships or subscriptions for classes, as well as your video library if you have one. Best of all, there's access to real support via phone, live chat, and email. It's time-saving, and it reduces hours spent on admin, which we all like, obviously. So it's easy to use for yourself and your customers, and you can manage everything in one place. Moments has given us the opportunity to offer you two free months to try them out. Click on the link in the podcast description, and you'll get the code to try it. And now, on to the episode. So today on Kingdom Yoga, we have Jenna Longoria, a nutritionist and specializing in uh, women's health and uh, an authorized Ashtanga yoga teacher. Um, so in a prime position to uh, have a little chat about women and all things yoga and, uh, and the practice of Ashtanga, because in Ashtanga, we know that um, often we found as teachers, uh, we all push ourselves hard and um, women also push themselves hard and often um, end up seeing the same faces, the same female faces in the room all week. Every week, month after month, and you start asking yourself questions. Of, you know, are they taking no time off? What's happening with the menstruation? You know, traditionally we were told take a few days off. Um, you know, you don't. You maybe you talk to them. Maybe you're familiar with them. Maybe you're not. And you start, you know, hearing that maybe that people are losing periods, losing their menstruation cycle, and uh, you know, and many not just that, but many other things. So um, after a heated uh, debate online, uh, we have Jenna here today to discuss further um how maybe we might approach this subject um as a woman which i'm evidently not so um i'm now going to shut up for a minute and defer to jenna so um yes i mean (laughs) (laughs) just give us a you're
1: not a womb holder but you do know a lot about the yoga practice and about anatomy so i feel like that gives you uh you know you should be able to chime in and talk about it as well especially as a teacher i do i'm sure you have female students
0: being humble there, I do give it a good go when I can, you know. Um, yes, and I've heard a lot, you know, about, uh, as I said, about this subject from women. And uh, and I've always, I mean, you know, to, to correct um, any um, mistaken views about what I was saying, I post is not that I believe that, you know, that everyone, man or women should practice all the time, every day, I think that we, you know, men, as well as women, obviously, women have more evident cycles, men, I think, also have cycles, and the practice should respect our ebb and flow of our natural life which is the nature is cyclical and not simply linear so uh you know it feels obvious that you know we all cycle through and should uh you know have time of rest and time of you know not pushing ourselves but you know turning the frequency up a bit nevertheless we find that um you know, we're encouraged to progress in the system and people don't want, you know, they get addicted, you know, to it rather, rather, Mm. dare I say, compulsive and don't want to take that time off. And having spoken to other people like uh, Nia Ferrier, uh, who talks a lot about uh, female cycles, um, you know, it's becoming clearer and clearer that there are very, very correlated um, phases in a woman's body as to uh, strength. And tiredness and not hormonal, everything, you know. So, I mean, I suppose, you know, the long and short of it was what I was saying, perhaps in the post was, I don't feel as a man we can legislate your, you know, like not, and certainly it's a too personal question to ever ask, you know, you're of, you know, when are you, when are you menstruating? You know, I mean, it's obviously should never be asked to a female student, but nevertheless, we kind of want to know that the person is respecting their own body just as I would a man's. Um, But I would not say I want to. Dictate, you You have to take this time off one, or you have to take this time off as soon as you come into menstruation, because I think what um, a couple of the female practitioners were saying on the post I wrote, which you can go back if you want anyone to look at this post, um, which was just on Shtanga myths in general, but blew up about uh, women in the end, um, and the Shtanga myths, um, that the myth is that it's always on the first day of period, you take the thir- um. first three days off. Now, and, you know, as I understood it from other women, that, that it doesn't necessarily happen that way. And some women find it, you know, more relevant that when they to take the time off beforehand when they feel terrible, you know, and then when they actually start to have their menstruation, they feel strong and fine again, you know. So, um, what, can I interrupt what, for a second no, I'm, about I'm, I'm, something you just I'm said? I'm trying. I'm trying to no, allow you I, to speak. Well, <laughs> it's what, tangling myself you just up said
1: here. when I, when when they feel terrible. And if you're like, you know, take off when they feel terrible. Right. And um, a lot of a lot of women do feel terrible mm. around their menstrual mm. cycle or leading up to their menstrual cycle. Mm. But the goal is to not feel terrible. Right. The goal mm. is to have an effortless menstrual cycle to ebb and flow in between. As you said, men have cycles, females and males have cycles. Mm. Females are on a twenty-eight dayish infradian rhythm mm. cycle, whereas men are more on a linear twenty-four hour cycle. Mm. Um, and so the idea is when females, I'm gonna talk about females, are in harmony with their cycles and the four phases of the menstrual cycle, as you said, Nia was talking about the four phases. Um, it shouldn't be such a drama, painful event to where getting into and a D is just horribly excruciating a few days before your period. Mm. If that's the case, then there's definitely an imbalance Um, But I do agree. There's never a black or white. There's always a gray, just like the phases of the menstrual cycle. It's not like one day you wake up and you're like, I'm in the next phase. Mm. So we have the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, the luteal phase and the menstrual phase. And depending on what our hormones are doing for each phase, it influences our appetite, Mm. our mood, our stamina, um, our libido but it's not like you just wake up one day and you're like I'm in the follicular phase mm. and you feel it mm. there's a transition just like in the asanas <laughs> there are transitions and they're not to be skipped or missed or rushed through mm. um and that's the same thing with the phases of our menstrual cycle um and so yeah for some for some females ovulation is an event that causes them discomfort which for we need to get to the root cause of that eventually why is ovulation causing you discomfort and ovulation is mid cycle um that is you know when when we release an egg usually around dayish 14 but not always you know somewhere around there um and then for some females it causes discomfort and they might want to kind of take it easier in binds or maybe take a lighter practice maybe their menstruation is actually not an event that brings them any discomfort so i think it's very individual mm. and so one thing i i'm glad that we get to talk about today is that like it's not a teacher should never be a dictator mm. a teacher just kind of sees the potential in a student pushes them in a good way but also at the same time um, allows for space mm. for the student to kind of draw outside the lines and then you can just give your input and your thoughts and what they want to do is what they're going to ultimately do um, and on their journey of self-exploration so by any means like. You know, I'm not going to have a student if they're menstruating. Leave. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, for a lot of females, being in the yoga shala is a really nurturing, grounding event of their day, mm. and they want to keep the routine. Mm. So perhaps doing something like a, um, you know, like Ian Gar has a, a, a asana sequence for the menstrual cycle, like doing that or doing other asanas, or if they want to practice because they feel better practicing, then they practice. Mm. But I just do feel like it is something to be spoken about especially just to know and bring awareness to the cycles that we're not expected especially females we're not ex- we're, we don't have the same energy levels every day we don't have the same stamina every day so maybe you know the week leading up to your menstrual cycle might not be the best time to workshop your TikToks a lot you know and and bring yourself to exhaustion because mm. that's when an injury is going to happen mm. maybe hold back and mm. then after menstruation, when your hormones begin to rise and you have more stamina and strength, go for it. Mm. Um, mm.
0: Do you think, I mean, do you think it's in part being being kind of co-opted into a kind of rather patriarchal view or a linear view of the system where, you know, men just kind of push, push, push all the time. And, you know, and then women, you know, kind of assume that they want to keep up with the men, they're equal and they're as strong as the men so that they kind of act similarly.
1: Yes. I mm. love what you're saying. So I feel like there's been this move um, with feminism where mm. it's, we're, we're moving into something called egalitarian feminism, mm. where that is when you see these females saying, I can do anything a male mm. can do. Mm. I can do anything you can do. Mm. But why do we want to? Mm. For me, I'm like, why do I want to mold myself yeah. <laughs> into a 24-hour linear male Regime Like that's not how we work. And so if I'm trying to mold myself, sure, I can do it. Cause we are a females are amazing and incredible and we can do pretty much anything we put our minds to, but that's also losing who we are as, as, as women and as these cyclical beings. Like we just don't work on that nine to five, 24 hour cycle where men kind of work with the, the sun. They wake up their testosterone's high it mm. dwindles as they get into the afternoon and the evenings they're tired. They shut off. We don't work that way we do that in 28-ish days mm, mm. so this applies into the workspace into and if you're an entrepreneur into your projects your creative projects your business work this applies to life and this applies to your practice as well
0: mm. yeah i would say you can and do so, it yeah, but, so yeah so like why? you're saying
1: it's a patriarchal yeah. why would you gotten want to that sorry I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly why would you want to but 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 i get it because i know and in, in your the instagram post got a little bit heated and the topic is triggering and. I, sh- I probably shouldn't have applied the, the the third reply. I should have left it the <laughs> second one. But um, well, I got, you know, I, I, I found myself getting triggered too and I really had to go in and be like, why why am I getting triggered? And it and it's because it is a triggering subject because we have the female pain body as a collective. We have been, you know, <laughs> suppressed and, you know.
0: Told what to do. Uh, persecuted like, yeah, and, and, and told yeah, what to do. Constantly told what to do about your body. So this is a time when they say like, yeah. well now, I mean, really you know no one and, and women are also saying like, you know that you have to take these days off right and that you know kind of regurgitating the kind of telling to themselves again now rather than saying like yeah you know here it is for our experience of ourselves and i get heated about this as well because i mean you know in mean the, the, the current you know trend of cesareans right it's just one more example of men taking jurisdiction over every element of a female's body and you know and this has been happening absolutely you know, and it's just just frustrating and uh, and you know i just don't want to see this same patriarchal view being thrust into mm-hmm. the yoga scene as well They say like definitely we all need to take time out you know now we all need to listen to our bodies and we all need to stop pushing ourselves so hard now i mean i consider we could practice yoga every day now and just before i let you speak again one of the other people on the on the uh, thread was saying well i actually feel better when i'm you know when i'm in the that mm-hmm. phase of my cycle in the menstruation phase i feel better doing some stretches it feels better for me, you know, and, and, and I think that just taps into the fact, well, how you know, when I say a woman can practice ashtanga every day, I mean, like, I don't mean a women can practice ashtanga and push themselves to the hub, you know, to the nail, you know, and, you know, and do the TikToks and everything. I mean, a woman can practice if she wants to practice in the style of ashtanga anytime they want to, I mean, because my grandmother mm-hmm. can, because all that means, you know, is Following breath, following vinyasa, and fo- and following a rough, very rough, you know, maybe completely uh, look nothing like the rough outline of a, of sequences, right? However, those postures may you know may manifest, right? And you know, you can you can modify them so that they might look nothing like the posture itself, but the energy is still there. So to that to that end, if a woman wants to practice, mm-hmm. you know, at any point, you know, I kind of feel that that's that's you know, I don't necessarily think it's necessary, but I think it's quite possible. If we look at Ashtanga in a much more broad focus, but if we say Ashtanga is this, Ashtanga is simply pushing as hard as you can and completing the postures to the ideal version of the postures, you know, then well, no, that's ridiculous. But then no one should be doing that every day anyway.
1: <laughs> I agree, and I feel like Ashtanga has gotten kind of that wrap of being a Type A personality practice and people that push hard. Go big or go home. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the <laughs> yeah, stereotype. That's, that's sometimes we get, <laughs> and but you know, you find as when practitioners, when you you speak to practitioners who've been doing this a long time, you know, decades, they're the ones who color outside of the lines a little bit and have learned to adapt it or make it a more individualized practice. Which is what it is. Which I really appreciate. What, is
0: what it is. I mean, that's the frustrating thing. I mean, we talk about yoga in general now, and slightly off topic, but I mean, ashtanga yoga. It's just a certain it's just talking about sequences other than that it's just yoga you know and if you you know Mm -hmm. as another woman made a point on the post i think if i can get up and walk around and do daily tasks then surely i can practice yoga you know i mean like which could be a lot less strenuous could be a lot less strenuous but here's
1: the thing so i know you were saying you know there's i know that you love to have you know research to back up these claims and debate yeah but And in regards, just bringing it back to the menstrual cycle in regards to the practice and adapting it and whether you should do inversions or not, or whether you should take off three strict days Mm, of rest, mm. or as some people say, if you're bleeding, some women bleed for eight days, Mm. which first of all, we need to figure out why you're bleeding that long. Yeah. We're going to go back
0: to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: And, but it is so highly individual and having that body awareness, which the practice gives you, allows you to understand what's, what works for you. And I do believe moving your body is better. Um, especially if you're having cramping and there has, you know, been, what you'll find is yes, there's no research study to show if inversions affect a female menstrual cycle. I'm not surprised because it's been made abundantly clear that women's health is not priority in research funding. So I don't expect a research study of that caliber happening anytime soon. If it was, do inversions cause male impotence, then there'd probably be a study oh, already. Loads. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's such a, it's such a and it's so out. there have yeah. been very generic studies. There's been a few studies on um, yoga asanas and alleviating cramps. Mm, mm. One of which showed that cobra, cat and fish pose um, alleviate. Those are the, those are the three asanas that they studied. Um, they alleviate menstrual cramps. Uh, there's another study that showed that yoga asanas um, reduced menstrual cramps as well. They didn't do any particular asanas in the study. Mm. Um, and so that's really what we have. All the other yoga studies are really on mental health and they're combined both sexes. Yeah. It's it's nothing on inversions. So we kind of have to go back, all we have are the ancient healing modalities, Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, what the yoga masters before us have said and teachers and 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 from you know learning from Our teachers and what they've been told. That's really all we have. We don't have any studies. And what we can do is we can apply what we know, what science has shown. For instance, in our menstrual phase, we are lower on minerals. We lose a lot of minerals during that time. Our sex hormones are at their lowest, testosterone, estrogen, very low. Our stamina is lower. Mm -hmm. Um, We can overheat um, and our stamina is lower. So what does that say if we're doing You know, quite. (laughs) If we're tired and then we're pushing ourselves in these asanas, there can be injury. Mm. But no, I mean, nothing has ever shown that inversions are going to arrest blood flow. All we have is is what Ayurveda says with apana and prana vayu. And you know, when we're trying to go to the bathroom, we're not going to hold our bandhas, right? I mean, we're when we're we're, when we're if we're menstruating. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. than holding our bandhas and for a lot of i know a lot of female practitioners say that like they can't it's not even an option to do advanced asanas right. when well that's yeah, demonstrating because they cannot get yeah, that bandha. yeah
0: that's another question about bandha and how you hold them and what they are right so you know and again it comes back to the point that bandha doesn't mean clenching your abs that's nothing to do with bandha. it's <laughs> a more subtle feeling right and um you know and it's more of a feeling of awareness and i don't think that the lock has to be hard um and so, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and as it's practiced, because I think I'd say there's a general misconception that bunda is a clenching, a clenching of the rectus abdominis, which is not. Um, and secondly, I think that, yeah, I would never advise someone who's trying, you know, who's 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 going through this point in the cycle, who's obviously trying to, you know, uh, let the, the work of aparna do its job. Let's say, uh, to you know, to, to to squeeze in any in any capacity that region. But I think you can do yoga. You know, you can do yoga without. Whisper, absolutely there are so many without, asanas without that you Banda. could do you don't have to more you know, menstruating you know, yeah. but everything you know i mean again i i look at bunda more as just as a focus of awareness not necessarily an actual even like you know a kind of energetic focus not even a necessarily mechanical Physical process all the time, but I mean, coming back more to specifically to the other point that you mentioned here, which was the inversions and in women's cycles. I'm just going to say um, a quick plug for Andrew McGonagall's book, who I've also done some work with. He's a doctor; he's a medical doctor. He's called Dr. Yogi in social media. He's written a great new book about um, yoga and, and uh, from a medical uh, standpoint, at which he cites loads of studies and pretty much, you know. It's kind of funny because every time, pretty much, uh, I don't know whether he even cites. Uh, there may even be a study that he mentions about female cycles and inversions. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But pretty much every time, it's like the study comes back. I
1: couldn't find anything. So if he did have one, I'd be Maybe. Very curious Look at his to, book. to I, see it. I can't it. remember
0: the title of his new book. But his <laughs> I couldn't find book. anything yeah, on
1: inversions. Yeah.
0: But it, In- it always comes back. You know, the study proved inconclusive. You know, and um, and I think you know pretty much often that is the case it's like well you know some people this way and some people find it this way and you know and we don't know all the mitigating factors around that and you know um so i think you know i mean we ought to be cautious probably anyway in taking our uh, you know taking our our reasoning from a medical study when we're actually not generalized people but individuals you know um but you know aside from that i suppose I can't speak obviously um from a woman's perspective from a woman's experience but um I feel like, I mean, what we do know is that 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 um, how would you say um, contraflow that you know does happen to a woman anyway during the day that you know like down a dog is also an inversion and that there's going to be many times during the day that a woman a woman might turn themselves the other way around, you know picking up the children etc cetera, etc cetera, right so I think you know thirty seconds of a shoulder stand or a headstand I kind of feel you know these days. At, we, you know we,
1: well my question is why why do you want to why would you want i to? mean like
0: well if you did why would just, you a, want just, to just, I, I exactly <laughs> i mean that's a good question itself and i'm totally i'm you know i'm totally in agreement with that question but you know say you did we have this say,
1: practice six days a week yeah, yeah. Well, say you, minus say, the moon well, days yeah, if you take them i suppose them it's and...
0: just another example of wrapping over one uh, yeah. fragility as applied to a woman that you know uh, you know that we need to We need to kind of bind a woman's experience, wrap them up in cotton wool and say, you can or can't do this because you're too fragile, you know, and we need, you know.
1: That's not what it is. It's not that you're too fragile. It's not that we're too, I think females are the stronger, I I really think no, are No, no,
0: they are the stronger and there's no, no, there's actually (laughs) studies done. There's no doubt about that. The skeleton is actually stronger and women are stronger in the long term stamina wise and in many capacities, they are actually the stronger. Um. Let's say uh, if we're an animal, which I don't believe we are anyway, but if we were an animal, they are the stronger of the two, um, right? But um, nevertheless, say you missed, you know, for example, say you say, say you missed a whole bunch of days, you know, you want to do your full practice, right? Or, or you simply just want to do it, but I don't know, maybe you'd want to turn yourself upside down. I mean, you know, like, as you say, like, what's the point? Uh, you know you could say the same thing about any of it really you know like why would you mm. but um you know say you did say you did you know who's to tell you not to that's i suppose my argument you know no, i don't think anyone should be telling anyone especially these not days to do when, anything. When, you know with the reason in the first place was you know this this problem around women's hygiene right which you know which we have very strongly in uh particularly in india around bleeding you know in all cultures actually you know like around bleeding and menstruation and all this stuff it's archaic these days what we have you know the capacity out there to stem blood flow to deal much more uh, easily with sanitary uh, issues it's just patriarchal and archaic in my mind and it's kind of frustrating that you know that i think the mentalities are, are still stuck in, in, in with these kind of biases and prejudice and calling it something else you know where is it I,
1: as i said I, with the egalitarian feminism we're going about it the wrong way mm. after the me too movement after everything we got angry and triggered our voices were finally heard or uh, heard in this bubble of, of, uh, you know, awareness with the me too movement. And it's, t- it's, it's, sometimes it's created a lot of anger rightly. So because it shook up the pain body and, and all of these females from not just our generation, many generations. And, but it's going about it by trying to make ourselves into small men, to show that we can do whatever they can is not the way to do it. <laughs> I, I choose to embrace my beautiful female biology. I choose to embrace my strengths that in my follicular phase I have amazing creative ideas, more so because of what my hormones are doing and I have great business ideas. And in my luteal phase, it's a time to kind of bring everything to a close and you know bring those ideas to fruition you know, that I, if I were working in a typical nine to five office place, that's not how it would necessarily work. You know, I love to be able to shorten my office hours in the luteal phase, not see clients my last week, because that's just really time for me to finish projects. Mm-hmm. You know, like where I, I don't want to put, I don't want to bring myself into this male dominated world and, and, and put myself into this, like my, you know, into a square peg. If I'm, you know, round, I don't, that to me is not that to me that, that is not equality. Mm. That is me becoming something that I'm not.
0: Yeah. I mean it's the, and, actually the reverse of equality isn't it? It's actually that saying you're, you're vali- yes, validi- your your valid validity we're doing. is your validity is in your masculinity. You know, you're only Exactly is,
1: And that's what we're doing with like, oh, I don't menstruate or yeah. we can even bring it to the birth control pill. Oh my have no my hormones are like this now with the yeah, birth control yeah, pill. I'm yeah. more like a man, mm, mm. And I'm more like uh, you know, I don't menstruate, doesn't get in the way of my life, mm, whatever. Mm. Like these are our superpowers as females. These hormones that we have that ebb and flow over the twenty-eight days, like they are our superpowers. Mm. Men, I'm really sorry for men that you don't have this ebb and flow like we do.
0: I think there um, is one. I'm sorry that it's not recognised or that there's no more. There's no, there's, there is. There is. A stru- there's not more of a structure around it because yeah. it would be nice to recognise it. I mean, as you say, I mean, there's many things that um, you want to celebrate as a woman, not try and deny or shove under the carpet. I mean, there's a. a it reminds me of a funny story of. Um, I think um, many years ago, one of the senior teachers in the early days of the Lakshmi Purim Shala, they discovered, that, um, it was like, they were asking Patabi Joyce, where's Amma, Where, you know, where's uh, his wife, and, and where's Saraswati, you know, and he go, I don't know whether he just kind of muttered something uncomfortably, or whether he told them, or oh, they're up there, and, what, and, and then they came to realise that, you know, for a number of, I don't know how many days it was, at least three days, I think, Every month, there was a certain place in a you know back room in a house or a room upstairs. Actually, it wasn't like a you know, prison room with no windows, but where where the where they were and you know on on their cycle and uh, and first of all that you know this particular teacher was kind of outraged and said well, you know like how could they you know how could you shut them away for these days you know when they're having this right you know like that's just ludicrous you know and and then he talked to Amo and Sarah and they said like we love it. <laughs> You know, this is is the three, this is the few days that we don't have to do any housework. We don't have to do Mm -hmm. any work. We can just read magazines, do our nails, do all the stuff we want to together. Just chill out. You know, like, it's like, why would we want to not have those days? (laughs) My host mother
1: told me the same thing in, in, in Mysore on my second trip. And she was like, don't tell everyone, like, don't ruin it for us. You know, I know y'all like to just go out and do whatever you want on your menstrual cycle and don't ruin it for us. She's like, these are the three days I don't need yeah, to cook. Yeah, I don't need yeah. to clean. I get my privacy, which is a beautiful time because especially during menstruation, our intuition is very high. And past cultures and in indigenous cultures, Native American cultures, they would bring the women who are menstruating. And usually they cycled up at the same time and were menstruating with the new moon. Yeah, yeah they would bring them all together in a hut and they would meditate and they would be in these, and they would, and then they would ask these women, what messages did you receive? Mm. I mean, it was a very honorable event and they looked at the females as these kind of spiritual, you know, vessels, especially during that time. Um, And so, I mean, I know that that there are some cultures where we hear these awful stories, these period huts in Mm. Africa and Mm. places where they would die and they are malnourished. That's awful. That's, that's not the type of, ceremony we're talking about that have happened in other cultures um during menstruation and um and i know and that goes to the fact that like a lot of females don't want to be told what to do they don't want to be treated differently than a male and so they see that as um non-equality or they see that as patriarch pa- patriot you know yeah. like the patriarchy mm-hmm. telling them what to do um, but then you know when we look back at western cultures are we really that equal? I mean, like, look how we sh- – we after a woman gets a C-section, how quickly she's expected to go back to work. But yet we're, like, so, like, aware of female rights and equality. And it's just – you know, I feel like we all – we uh, to judge one culture versus another, <laughs> we all have downfalls. Um, yeah. But coming back to, you know, just being – you know, not – I get it. When I first started practicing, I really disliked the fact that it was frowned upon to men, to practice while menstruation while menstruating. I wanted to practice all the time. I was so excited about the practice, especially as when we first find it, you know, we're just so, oh, my gosh, I love it. I can't wait for the next asana, and I don't want to miss a day, And especially when you're in Mysore. You don't want to miss three days with mm. shirachi. Um, you know, maybe I can get a new pose, like, right? Like, it's just – and then you realize, I remember one trip, I really loved it. He um, he called out, he saw some practitioner and he was like, you've been here three months. I haven't seen you take one day off. He was like, you know, when's your ladies holiday? And I remember like, to me, talking about a period, which in so many cultures is taboo so openly, I really respected that because... Like, I feel like it's something we should talk more. Like, I know earlier you said, you know, if I have a student, you know, I'm not going to tell them what to do maybe during mm-hmm. menstruation or I, I'm not going to ask them if they're mm-hmm. menstruating. I would like to see, I would like to see a, an environment where we feel comfortable talking to male teachers about our menstruation, where they know, like maybe so then when they're seeing that maybe we're a little, you know, tired or off, they're like, oh, they're just, you know, maybe about a week off from their moon. Yeah, so that's why, or having an, an awareness of, of where their hormone levels are, where they're, where it also gives them insight into their practice. And as a teacher, I would yeah. say, so I feel like every male teacher should have some a, a, a basic understanding of the four point. phases yeah, of the it's an menstrual cycle because
0: it definitely impacts the way you know that one might relate to a female student. Um, it seems you know it does seem an intimate um, relation to have. So you know perhaps. That's something that which will be built. It's just, built, but
1: you know, it's just like blowing your nose yeah, or going yeah, yeah. to the bathroom. It's the yeah. most natural thing mm, ever. Mm, like that's right. where I want to see dropped the taboo mm, of hush mm. hush. Even the fact I don't even like to call it ladies' holiday anymore. No, I feel like no, that euphemism I, yeah, is I think very it's a, yeah.
0: It's a euphemism which mm, I, I totally agree with. Yeah, why why do we need period? To, yeah, why do we need to wrap? Yeah, cycle. To wrap it up in something which needs to be you know used to you know in other terms. It's, yeah, yeah, I've never liked that. I agree. Um, I wanted to ask you also. Though I mean, you mentioned a number of times about. This uh, that you might have ideas about how to lessen the symptoms. I mean, I see a lot of your social media ab- about you know the periods that menstruation shouldn't necessarily be such an ordeal that it shouldn't you know that there shouldn't be such a suffering surrounding it. Right? And I was personally interested to hear more about that, having known many women and known you know many women that have suffered a great deal um, you know during their cycle at different periods. Like um, you know, I think. You know, although it's not immediately related to asthma, perhaps or perhaps it is. How you know what it can be know, in a yeah. way. What it a, can be? Yeah, what advice can cool. you give? You know, if people, you know, because it isn't. You know, I mean, you said in the last post. I think this is not normal. You know, to have all this pain no. around periods, but it's we've not, normalized we've it. Normalized Society has it. normalized. Right, right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what what I would say is, it is our period is our fifth vital sign, our menstrual cycle. So for females we have this extra vital sign as a report card of hey every month are we eating well are we moving our bodies enough too much too little <laughs> are we are we living in line just with are we overworking are we overstressed every month our period is that report card that tells us you right. know what's going on mm. so you know ideally a menstrual a period which a period is the days you're bleeding the days you're actually bleeding and that should be anywhere between three to seven days. Anything less than three days is too little. Uh, anything less uh, over seven is too much. So there's okay. definitely an mm. imbalance in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, we should only be losing, you know, really 25 to 85 milliliters of blood, ideally around 50 milliliters. Right. Um, anything less than 25 milliliters, there's a deficiency. Mm. There's an issue and anything more than 80, there's definitely a deficiency and you're at risk for, you know, iron deficiencies and, um, because you're bleeding so much and then, you know, it should be pain-free. And when I say pain-free, a little bit of mild cramping on the first, maybe second day is normal. Like perhaps a heating pad, um, gets rid of that. Or if you have to take a painkiller, um, and it goes away, then I would say that that would be an, an, you know, I'm not saying it needs to be all unicorns and rainbows, like, Mm. oh, pain-free I could do whatever. Mm. There might be some mild discomfort. I mean, your uterine lining is shedding Mm. grew this, this organ in 28 days, this endometrial lining, it's shedding. So there's going to be, you're going to feel some things. Um, and so that's what a normal period is looking like. That's our report card. You ovulate mid cycle. So one, you know, things that can cause delayed ovulation. So there's no late period. So our menstrual cycle is anywhere between, which is the whole event, is anywhere from 25 to 35 days. So that's really what we're looking for for the whole event, and then the period, which is the bleed, anywhere from three to seven days. Um, and so things that can cause delayed ovulation are um, stress, whether internal, environmental, emotional, uh, under you know over exercising, under eating, nutrient deficiencies. Um, All of these things can cause jet lag, Mm. illness, can cause delayed ovulation. So there's a lot of external factors and variables in our environment that affect our menstrual cycle. So it is. It's it's a great barometer. So with your practice, you can check in. So if your period is late or if you're not ovulating or you're ovulating late or you have a super heavy period or non-existent bleed, then that's your body's way of thinking something's out of balance. Mm. So maybe it might not be your practice. Maybe it's... You need to eat a little bit more of a certain nutrient or not, or maybe you have a lot of stress going on, or it could be, it could be this practice mm. you're doing every day. Who knows? So maybe experiment with like, you know, I'm going to take it easy the last few days before my menstrual cycle. I'm, I'm not going to cut my practice short if I don't want to, but maybe I won't just go with it as, as much intensity as I usually mm. do. Mm. Um, notice how you feel after you practice. If you're really tired for the rest of the day after your practice, especially in that luteal phase, which is you know a week before your period leading up see how you feel S- sink every day i t- i challenge every female listening to this for the full menstrual cycle see how you feel every day after practice and i just want you to understand or see and observe is there any difference in your energy levels because if you your body will let you know if you maybe overworked one day. If you're tired for the rest of the day and you haven't, you don't have enough energy for your kids, for your work, for life, then maybe you overdid it in the practice a little bit and just needed to tone it back.
0: Mm, mm. Um, do you have any... Um... If the
1: first three days... Pardon?
0: Sorry, I was going to say, do you have any experience with uh, people keeping a diary maybe to see how the cycle. I think that that would be a
1: beautiful idea. I mean, I always have my clients because I'm working with clients regulating their hormones and menstrual cycles, Mm. chart their cycles, write about their feeling, even if it's just one or two words a day Mm. for like one full menstrual cycle. And I think what a beautiful way if you're an Ashtangi to also add that to your practice Mm. and how you felt and how and just noticing like, oh, wow, like when do you feel... How, how does that apply to your asana practice? I think that would bring a lot of awareness and insight to your strengths um, in the practice, and um, also letting you know your weaknesses or when you're vulnerable for injuries. Like we all know, women are more vulnerable to ACL injuries around ovulation, hmm. and that is one research study that they have. They have a lot of studies on the ACL and the high estrogen, and so just knowing, especially in Ashtanga, some you know that can be a in any in any female athlete that can be an injury any athlete, but um, just bringing that awareness and the journaling, I think that would be a beautiful activity for any ashtanga or yoga, any type of yeah. yoga practitioner. Mm-hmm. How does your body respond and feel and how can you best support your body? Because ultimately, that's a hymnsa, right? Like taking care of yourself yeah. and nurturing yourself.
0: Um, to that end, I wanted to ask you specifically, I mean, there are many women out there. I know many women that were listening probably that will have either experienced or be in the current situation of not having a menstrual menstruation, yes. right? I mean, what does this mean? You know, let's, let's be perhaps candidly honest as, as to, you know, the importance of this and, and what this might mean going forward, right? If, if your cycle has stopped. I mean, That's so common. Right? I mean, so common, is And a, I know like my first cause for concern is it, is it dangerous? Uh, what, yes, what might that mean? It is a cause for concern.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is a cause for concern. Just, you know, I, I personally, I remember the first three years I practiced Dishanga, I had like four periods oh wow hm. the whole time um i was huh. doing a lot of things uh that i look back at now i'm like okay that makes sense yeah. um and i remember hearing a lot of women in mysore as you do and you're chatting mm. over chai and dosas and talking about menstrual cycles and oh yeah no i don't have periods either you know some some women, you know, had like hormone imbalances or, you know, were like having issues. And then others were like, oh, yeah, it doesn't bother me because I don't have to take off for practice. Um, others were more concerned. So I really liked maybe to get pregnant eventually. Can I get pregnant if I haven't had a period for two mm, years? Mm. And so, yeah, it is a very, um, ovulation is a very important event for females. We need to ovulate to be healthy. It's how we make, uh, it's how we protect our bones. So when we, when we make um when we ovulate, we make a hormone called progesterone. And every year, researchers have found that we don't ovulate. We lose 1% bone, dis- bone density. Hmm. And then we do know how important that is. And, you know, we, we make a lot of this bone density in our early 20s. You know, we kind of stop after, like, I think it's early 20s. You know, we can protect the, the bone mass that we have, but we make the bulk of it around that age. So imagine if you're not ovulating or... It's precious it's basically about every month you ovulate it's like putting hmm. to, it's putting money in your right. health savings account mm-hmm. for a female so every month we're not ovulating we're losing making a hormone called progesterone which help which yeah. helps uh, you know yeah. nourishes our bones mm. our our brain mm. progesterone is a calming hormone. It um, reduces anxiety. It helps us feel calm and nourished. So I often find with clients who aren't ovulating or don't have enough progesterone, they have a lot of issues with anxiety. Hmm, Right. Um, And then it also nourishes our heart. It protects us from heart disease, dementia going forward. So it's really important that we ovulate. If we're not ovulating, that's a sign that our body... Imagine if you just didn't go to the bathroom
0: yeah. for a year. Yeah, I mean, it's a sign the body's shutting down. That would be, down. that's a
1: natural bodily yeah. function yeah. 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 that yeah. W- you'll be concerning. Ovulation is the same way.
0: Well, also, you if you're to have kids, then um, surely not having a period, even if you were to stop the practice say, and your periods were reinstated, I mean, there's something, you know, kind of like that. If
1: you're not ovulating, it's, yeah, well, first, it, it can impact future fertility. That's what but I'm the saying. thing is, yeah. the biggest yeah. concern is if you're not ovulating, it means your body is not getting yes. something yeah. Yeah. that it needs. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Um, so yes, we're not making the hormones that we need for health, which is a big thing as well. Sure, our mental health could suffer. Mm, our mm. our overall health could mm. physical health could suffer. But second of all, it means that there's something in our environment that and our it something is not working. So our ovaries are sensing the environment. So basically, we are animals. I agree with you. I think that we just need to come back to that. We are we 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 evolutionary. We're here to procreate. That's what we're here to do, and whether you want to or not, whether you want babies now or never. So our ovaries are designed with that goal to sense the environment. Is this environment going to, uh, is is it is it going to nourish? Is it will a baby survive in this environment mm. or not? So your ovaries are are constantly sensing the environment. There's a lot of variables. So if you're malnourished and you're not eating enough, your body's going to get the memo that there's a famine. So it might shut off ovulation because it's not a time to have a baby right now. Um, if there's a lot of stress going on, whether, as we said, there's emotional stress, internal stress, physical stressors, inter- lots of stressors, and your body might say, this is not a time for a baby.
0: Yeah.
1: And so your ovaries will shut off ovulation, which shuts off your natural cycle of hormones. Um, and so I know it comes down to something as, you know, I, we don't like to look at ourselves sometimes as just...
0: You know well if something's meant to, you know, something, machines, well, something's meant to be happening and it's not happening then there's a problem right like you know if <laughs> right you know if your eyes don't water when they need to that's problematic right because that's the, the function of the eye needs the, the tear duct, right like so you know i mean i think that's just like de facto you know an issue to be you know if, if something is, <laughs> is you know happening with pretty much the species as it is and then it's not happening with a small proportion are doing something something specific then you know you can think well that's probably problematic, you know, um, in as much as not to
1: mention it affects our practice too. So for the, for the practitioners are like really my practice, my practice, like what can I do to support my practice? Make progesterone, ovulate, (laughs) nourish your bones, make estrogen, which is going to lubricate your joints. mm, mm, mm. You want to be ovulating in order for that to happen. Mm. That's why we see women that are in post menopause, that are, you know, especially practitioners, and there have been some right. practitioners who really have been sharing their experiencing with practicing during post-menopause. Right. There's a shift in the body because that lack of estrogen, yeah, exactly. your joints yeah. are more achy yeah. and dry. And um, why do we want to feel like that before we need to feel like that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's another I mean, question. That's also... And I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> um, we, can, we have time to go into the menopause now, but there's definitely another in- interest of mine, you know, having... I mean, you know, like Ashtanga yoga is not the cool one anymore, right? So, uh, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, older people, you know, uh, as more and more our demographic in Ashtanga, you know, many, many of the people I'm teaching now are women, you know, coming up to their perimenopause, menopause. And yet there's so little done, you know, out there around how to adapt practice, right? to to these and if we nourish our body
1: and we and we don't have to have a really bad perimenopause and postmenopause Mm, just fyi mm. just like periods don't need to be painful and horrible perimenopause and menopause don't need to be painful and horrible either if you take care of your body and you feed it like how you need to you know Mm. you nourish it your body you move your body Mm. you Mm. really don't need to have such horrible transitions that's just kind of what we've normalized in society. Oh, menopause. Oh, God, poor lady. She's in menopause. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. Periods don't have to be horrible.
0: Yeah, and that's a great point to put across. I mean, just to clarify, I wasn't saying that, you know, we have to suffer through...
1: No, uh, I know you're not, but I... Change I it, of it, practice. It,
0: it, More just like, the, you know, that every phase needs, uh, you know, every phase of life for a man and a woman needs an adaptation, right? So, uh, you know, coming up to 45 as I am, you know, I would also adapt for my practice now as you know, a woman going Yeah,
1: because as we get
0: um yeah but
1: I mean because male hormones are affected too just over life phases as well. So
0: apparently so um what what about um what about um structuring a practice over a month then? Can you can you give any general guidelines for for for, I mean this is very interesting for me to hear about how a woman might approach practice straight after menstruation and then when the when the time to really turn the frequency up if one wanted to really really try hard for a little while when that would be and then you mentioned at the end and maybe toning it down at the, you know just before menstruation mm-hmm. you know i mean have you got and you know and again as we, have we as you, and as you've made patently clear every person is a unique individual you know and every person is different but you know maybe perhaps there's some generalized kind of ideas that you could you could suggest
1: yeah absolutely yeah. and um so over the four phases of the menstrual cycle, our hormones ebb and flow and that does impact, as I said, the stamina levels. So I find the best way to play around with it when you're journaling and you're noticing how you feel after practice mm-hmm. as an experiment, you know, no one's telling you to do anything, but if you kind of want to just experiment and see how you feel, the rough guidelines, and of course you're going to find your own magic spot, but our menstrual phase we're lower on energy. Our hormones are just lower, you know, our, as, as our, that's just how that's a biological event. I mean, our testosterone our estrogen our progesterone are all very low. Um, so that's why, you know, taking rest a few days is really great. Um, I'm not saying don't move and stay in bed. Mm. I mean, you can go for a walk or do some, you know, some light yoga asana flows that, feel good and, you know, help move the body and can help relieve cramping. Um, Maybe doing your your for full practice. I don't know. Like, and I think the area there for female practitioners to focus on is not attachment. Like what's going to happen if you take a day off, right? Mm. Like is is the mat not going to be there tomorrow? Is everything going to, you know, are are you going to start from square one? Like, what is this, what is this attachment? Uh, Maybe using it as time, To also do uh, some other, you know, limbs like pranayama or obviously, you know, obviously not all of the pranayamas might be good for when you're bleeding, but, um, you know, chanting, these are all beautiful things that a lot of us sacrifice because we're doing our practice and we don't have enough time in the morning to add longer sessions of those on. So maybe focusing on those ways of of, um, practicing. And then, you know, after one to three days of of resting and doing that, I generally advise, I think resting for one to three days is excellent for many reasons, Mm -hmm. Um, but it might not be for everyone. And I understand that. Uh, And then your hormones start to rise. So as your body gears up to ovulation around day three or four or five, you'll notice your follicle stimulating hormone, your estrogen, they begin to rise. And that gives you more energy. That gives you more drive gives you more stamina. Um, Your mineral levels are replenishing, especially if you took care of yourself during your menstruation and you made sure to remineralize and eat nutrient-dense foods. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, yeah, so you can start to pretty much a lot of females, especially when their periods are in balance and their menstrual cycles are in balance, they feel well enough by day three or four to go back at it. I, I mean, like, if, if 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 your body is in balance after the event, you should start feeling well enough. And then, as you get deeper into after menstrual phase, menstrual phase ends when you stop bleeding. Mm-hmm. Then the next phase is follicular phase. Right. So this is when your hormones start to rise. As I said, so you're starting to feel more energetic. So this is a this this could be a gray area. Some women might. At day four, okay, I'm back at it. Some women might meet a few more days of softness. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you practice intermediate, you just do primary the first few days, listen to your body, whatever works for you. Maybe going back into intermediate or advanced day or whatever your practice is, listen to your body. But as you get further along in the follicular phase, so let's say day 10, cycle day 10, yeah. so you're getting closer to ovulation. Mm-hmm. This is when your estrogen, your testosterone are really at their highest levels. They start to get... They start to elevate, which helps you burn fat, build muscle. Mm. Um, your stamina is higher. Mm-hmm. I would say this would be a great time to really maybe workshop on some of the asanas you're practicing. Maybe try them a few more times. Give it your go. Mm. Really, this is such a beautiful time. I would say cycle day 10 mm-hmm. all the way to the end of ovulation. So say you ovulate on day 16. Cycle day 10 to 16 right. is really your power Another zone. Point. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then for a lot of women, even a few days after ovulation, they're still reaping the benefits of these high levels of hormones. Um, some women, because of hormone imbalances, might start to feel really bad right after they ovulate. That's mm. another imbalance that needs to be fixed. Mm. We, we shouldn't drop off mm. after okay. we ovulate and, mm. and feel mood issues and um, PMS symptoms. Um, but generally, you'll probably have a gray zone after you ovulate. So after you ovulate, you go to your luteal phase, which is your last phase. Which is generally the phase where the PMS symptoms can come, all of these dreaded period events, but they don't have to. Um, But generally, a lot of females, especially if their bodies are in balance, they feel great for the first like week of their luteal phase. It's not like a complete drop off. And so, yeah, I mean, your progesterone levels are higher, your estrogen starts to dip a little bit. Um, So you might notice around, you know, a week before your period. So let's say you have a 28 day cycle around day 20, 21, you might all of a sudden feel a little bit like your stamina is a little bit less. Um, maybe you're, you know, just a subtle, it doesn't necessarily need to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired, but it might just be a subtle energy shift. Um, and it's not a time that you want to maybe do an asana two or three times, Mm. or Mm. you just want to do your practice. Maybe, um, as you get deeper into that luteal phase, Progesterone takes over. Progesterone can do a few things. First of all, it can slow uh, transit time in our, uh, of our. So, our we might some women, you know, are um, uh, we get a little bit. It, you can get constipated and more full because right. it slows the transit time in our intestines. Uh-huh. Um, not always, but it can. It can make us feel progesterone a little bit more slow moving, or some women get bloated right before they start their period. Um, ideally we don't want to be getting really bloated and things like that. So, but if you are, well, then if you're struggling in the few days leading up to your period and you feel a lot of pressure around your womb and your ovaries, don't feel like you need to bind your wrist and all of your, you know, and Pashasana, Mm. maybe have like a lighter grip (laughs) or lighter, not even grip. When you, when you think of grip, you think of struggle, like, but Take yeah. it, take yeah, it easier. Yeah, yeah. Give your womb some space because our uterus doubles in size oh, wow. in our mm-hmm. luteal phase right before mm-hmm. uh, right before menstruation. Our, mm-hmm. our uterus literally doubles, mm-hmm. so we need more space in our womb. We don't have. It's normal to have a little bit bigger kind of. A, not big belly, but yeah. it's normal yeah. to have kind of like a softer belly during that time. Mm. So it just makes sense, doesn't it, to just give your womb some more space? Listen to your body. If you find yourself, your stamina is lower in the late luteal phase, so you will tire easily. So just make sure you conserve your energy, so you're not sloppy at the end, and yeah. you're prone to enter, uh, yeah. you know, uh, injuries. And then repeat the cycle.
0: Right. That's. Fun. I mean, that yeah. was in a nutshell. That was yeah. No, quick, that's but... no, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, and I, it kind of seems very useful for all women to reckon you know to kind of have a little bit more knowledge about about this you know the whole situation around the cycle so so that you know one can kind of workshop things and and approach things more skillfully i wish i wish uh, there was as much, as much information around the man's cycle or you know um because also it's nice to have an ebb and flow you know it's nice to have A phase where you're full tilt but and and then you go into a different phase i mean this seems very natural way of being like rather than just being flat out all the time um
1: is and i think the asana practice is a beautiful way to really highlight that in a progress and
0: restore you know there's a a time for all things i mean it's been a fantastic chat i I suppose to end off i always ask a a couple of questions i was just thinking what you know they're kind of like a little question fun ones to end and i thought well how can i structure this around our talk and i thought well let's say, what, what do you do? I usually say, what's, what's your guilty pleasure, but let's say, what, what do you like, to, <laughs> instead of that, let's say, what, what do you like to do when you take this time off, you know, and during menstruation, you know, what, you know, what do you like to do instead of practice maybe and, and to look after yourself?
1: I, I will, I love to do long meditations okay. and, um, chanting because it's something that personally, because to fit my practice in, um, in the day, I I don't get enough time to do long meditations, and so I just it's such a treat on my um, on the days of my menstrual cycle those those three days I um, take a really long juicy meditation, and it's just. You know, and journaling and just being insightful. Yeah, it's just so nice. And then, you know, of course, just like watching Netflix uh, sometimes, you know, and uh, just yeah. the, the idea of knowing that I don't need to do anything. Yeah. I'm not expected yeah. to do anything. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm lucky because I'm an entrepreneur, so I can I, – and, and because I chart my cycle, I know when I'm going to start my period. So I take off those first two days. If they're on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, I realize I'm blessed to do that. I know not all females have that option. Maybe they're mothers. Maybe they – have a job that's monday through friday but if you have the opportunity to do it what a gift um and yeah i definitely i take off the practice for the first three days you know Mm, i I prioritize mm. walks maybe i'll do i'll do some you know some yoga asanas and and stretch but um i take off from the ashtanga practice
0: and i usually ask an inspiration but in this case i'm going to say Can you recommend any inspiring books around uh, this topic or women's issues? I mean, I'm thinking women that run with wolves. And I mean, I've read, uh, I mean, I I love Jermaine Greer, who's a professor of mine at university, actually. So I've always loved Jermaine Greer and her work on women. And and a more recent book, I think it's The Whole Woman, I read uh, last year, which I thought was fantastic, personally. What are your inspiring, if, if someone's more inspired to take this topic further, what would you recommend them in terms of looking, watching Oh
1: reading. wow. Well, yeah. so if they want to know more about the menstrual me, cycle,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I do have some books on my web, some free yeah. books on my website about like just an overview of the menstrual cycle and what's going on. Right. Um but as far as my mentors um yeah. Yeah. and some really great books um especially if you want to learn more about the menstrual cycle, mm. Mm. um The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendricks and Jack is a great book. Um she has like a whole chapter of um of uh, index for sources. I mean, she quotes so many studies. She's really just dedicated and passionate about it. And so if you're looking for more like science-based mm-hmm. um, facts and, um, and then also it's just really beautiful. She talks a little bit about nutrition. She talks about how to chart your cycle, what your hormones are doing. I think that's a great book. And then anyone who's listening to this, you might be, um, going into that phase of perimenopause because i know there are a lot of practitioners um going through perimenopause i would i i definitely recommend anything by dr laura bryden um she has a book i think it's called the perimenopause manual or uh she has two books so if you're not perimenopause before then the period repair manual for a great book and then if perimenopause she has one about perimenopause and that's a beautiful beautiful book as well
0: yeah and her her site is excellent as well. I and mean, there's so much free information on, on her sites. So she's, do, she's doing yes.
1: it. Yes. Oh, so you've checked it out. That's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's... No,
0: no, she's very good. Yeah, I have very much, very, mm-hmm. much, uh, very much so. I, I, yeah.
1: I love her. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. just the, yeah, She's she's incredible. All right, well. She's a pioneer in this field. She is,
0: she is. So definitely Laura Bryden, check her out as well. Um, Thank you. It remains for me to say, uh, thank you, Jenna, for coming on. And it's been a great chat. And um, I hope everyone-
1: Thank you so much, Adam.
0: appreciated this chat that's listening. And don't forget to comment if you like uh, or subscribe if you fancy or whatever else you do on YouTube. And um, thanks again, Jenna, for coming on.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it.